it could be my internet that's glitchy as well too. I don't really know, but Christian, it looks really cold where you are. <laughs> it's pretty chilly. It's like twenty uh, something or thirty degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, well, uh, do we want to start with prayer? And uh, does anyone want to pray? What was that, Mitch? Christian has to. It's his first time. Oh, Christian has oh. to. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together in fellowship, to uh, meditate on your word, and just dig deeper into who you are and what you've done and what you are doing, Lord God. And we just love you and praise you, and we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Mitch, can you read since you're driving? <laughs> you please take that seatbelt off and then read as you drive. <laughs> okay, I can read if no one, uh, does anyone else want to? Or... I, don't know, I think Mitch froze up. All right, well, I'll just start reading i guess i'll just read through like uh verse eight maybe um then i returned and i considered all the oppression that is done under the sun that is done under the sun and look the tears of the oppressed but they have no comforter on the side of their oppressors there is power but they have no comforter therefore i praise the dead who are already dead more than the living who are still alive yet better than both is he who has never existed who has not seen the evil work that is done under the sun should I stop there or should I keep going? Does anybody have any thoughts? Keep going. All right. Again, I saw that for all toil and every skillful work, a man is envied by his neighbor. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. The fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. Better a handful with quietness than both hands full together with toil and grasping for the wind. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone, without companion. He has neither son nor brother. Yet there is no end of all his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches. But he never asks, for whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? This also is vanity and a grave misfortune. All right. So he flips the switch here because he praises the dead. Although I, I feel like death has been the, the big bad guy the whole time. And so it's maybe a little tongue in cheek. Is it? I've often wondered is that when it's talking about that, is it referring to oppression alone? Like it's better to be dead than to live under oppression? Or is he? Yeah, I think it's probably a better way of looking at it. That seems to reduce the scripture, though. Like I feel like it would speak uh, maybe a little more than that in a little because more broader sense. It's going to go on with. Amen. Definitely the broader sense. What are you, what are your thoughts on it, Michael Rob? Uh, verse three: Better than both is he who has not yet been and has not seen the evil deeds that are done under the sun. So it, it's better not to oppress. It's better not to be oppressed. It's better not to see those evil deeds under the sun. And to just be just to not exist. That's a hard. That's a hard. 
certainly it's better to exist, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think my it's better not to exist if you if you just have to die, right? I think my translation is probably there's probably something not good about because mine says never exist. Better than better than both is he who has never existed, and I'm just like that feels like it's probably a strange translation. That's not doesn't that seem bad? <laughs> just like. <laughs> I think I would side with you, Michael Rob. It seems like it would be better to exist, but Amen. I don't know. Let's let me Yeah, see. like mine mine whatever looking at like some of the translations say better is the one who has never been born. Um so yeah, I mean it's I don't know if it's a um like so part of me views it as sort of a I don't really want to say rhetorical flair because it's not it's not just that um, because you know then I figured if it's earlier on or later on he says um, obviously it's a, it's a good thing for a man to be able to find enjoyment in his in the labor and, and whatnot so it's like uh, even though, in a sense, it's better to have never existed than to, or say, better to have never been born than to suffer through whatever. Um, there's, in the greater context of Ecclesiastes, it's there's still the takeaway that, like, despite all that. Um, it's best to, to pursue a life such that it's uh, you can find joy in it despite all of that, right? Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know because I, I mean I have I've I've had that scripture literally uh, somebody scripture at me during a discussion about abortion, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, wait a second. Like, um, so I don't think that's quite what we're getting at here, but anyways, yeah. that's just my kind of off the cuff thoughts. Yeah, that's interesting. I've often wondered that why, why more people don't go to the book of Ecclesiastes when they're trying to argue with Christians about abortion. I'm like, if I were trying to argue for abortion, I'd probably hop over to that book and be like, see, see, look, in your Bible, <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that's what it's getting at. But hmm. yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's like so. Even if we if we assume, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, like even if we assume, right? Let's say better than both is one who has never been born. Like even if we assume that that's meant in a literal sense. Um, what are we like what is meant by this like better here that's not necessarily to say that like uh, that then um, you're doing a service to someone by aborting them what, what's, what's trying to be implied here by saying better than both is one who has never been born well, to say that like I, the person shouldn't have been or that it's not a good thing for them to be. Go ahead, Mitch. 
Or, oh wait, no. Who's on? I can't tell who's on mute. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you weren't. Go ahead. I'm curious what you're gonna say. I think there's just a little bit of a lag, so it's kind of. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think it will be surprising what I'm gonna say. I think the bracketed portion in all this, and the footnote of all of this, is if 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 you just suffer and die, then it's better not. If if life is just suffering, then there's it's better not to live. Uh, and so the bracketed portion is always uh, unless I go on living, unless I can go on living. Uh, then, then there's no point in denying myself anything or disciplining myself to some greater good or 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 if the oppressed are just gonna be oppressed and then die then, then there's really there's no it's better just not to exist if this is existing uh, I think that he's going to conclude that there isn't just this uh, or at least the, the broader library that Ecclesiastes is in is going to include that. I think you guys both muted, muted yourself. Am I supposed to talk now? What's, what's going on here? I'm muting myself because I feel like my car's loud. Like I was a, oh, I can't hear it. I was, I was actually oh, okay. trying to look something up. I was trying to look up a word, and then, and then I was thinking maybe I should invite Jacob, uh, because he could just tell me. What do you guys think? I don't know. Um. Uh, let me see. I was looking at that because the one thing that I was wondering is is the word. Mine says comforter. Um, let me see. Ecclesiastes. Or, yeah, it says it says neither of them have a comforter, and I didn't know what that meant. Like, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Is that, I yeah, didn't know if it's kind of related to what you were talking about, Mitch, of like, uh, yeah, I think it is. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, I came that you could have life, Jesus said, or you know, I, I, I come that you on the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, it, it's the comforter and eternal life. What is that when you said last time, Jason? Like, uh, eternal life, something like that? Eternal life. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, that you may know the Father and the Son. This is eternal life. John, I think he froze. Did you freeze, Mitch? Am I quoting it wrong? Uh, I, you cut out for a second. Um, what was the... Uh, uh, I don't know, man. It's, 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 are you there? Mitch? Is anyone there? Did I freeze up? I hear you. I see you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're just sitting so still. <laughs> Mitch, I can't. I, I think you're cutting out pretty bad or something. You're moving now quite a lot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what you were saying about, I didn't know if it was that verse, this is eternal life to know the Father and the Son. I'm not sure.
Yes, I mean, I don't really have any more thoughts. It seems like uh, is that is that where kind of like anti-natalism comes from or something though, where people are like, if this world is just a world of suffering, it's better to not have children be born. It's a bad answer. This is extremely awkward because everybody seems off? glitchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can. It's like, it's just like total silence that I'll say something and then I'm like, both of you are just sitting there and I'm like, how is there this long lag? What's That's going good. on here? I'm like, <laughs> I, I think when you bring up the comforter, it, it just makes sense. Of course, uh, I'm thinking of the, the New Testament and the life of Jesus and I'm, I'm mapping that over everything. And so I'm thinking, well, if, if, if there's no afterlife, this is pointless and there's no one to comfort the oppressed. So if there's no like peace and joy, then it's pointless. If all there is is sin and suffering, uh, and then you die, then it's better not to exist. Yeah, the word is nakam, uh, nakam, I guess. To be sorry, to console oneself, repent, regret, comfort, to be comforted. So there's no. That's yeah, that's interesting. I'm not sure how to to ha to be sorry, to have compassion. So I guess there's no like within that oppression, there's no um, consoling, there's no comfort, there's no. They're like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah, you're kind of like alone in your oppression, I guess. Because uh, what does it say? It says that in like Corinthians that we uh, we 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 suffer these things for your consolation or something like that. I don't know. But if we are afflicted, That's it's, cool that you it bring is that up, uh, for blessed the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. So, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a good parallel, I think. Yeah, it's interesting parallel. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it reminds well, me of. That's why I wanted to look up that word comforter, because I was like, I wasn't sure what that meant in the actual Hebrew. But That's the thing is, uh, if, if, if there's consolation at the end of the tunnel, the suffering is certainly more bearable. Uh, but if there's no consolation at the end of the tunnel, then it's better that you didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It also comes to my what also comes to mind for me is that uh, that saying like ignorance is bliss, right? And like with much wisdom comes much suffering. And I feel like another way uh -huh. to, to take this doesn't necessarily mean that it is the way to take it, but it's like um, to the extent that your eyes are not open um, and like you haven't eaten as much, let's say from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So you're kind of like ignorant to Mm -hmm. things the less you suffer for the existence of those things right so it's like 
um, uh, the idea of um, there's even a, a scripture in Romans I was just reading yesterday I think it's in chapter 6 somewhere um, that also came to mind it says something like those um, oh man maybe I can pull it up really quick something about like uh, has to do with being crucified with Christ but it also said sort of blanketly, like when you, uh, let me just find it quick. Sorry, guys. Oh, no, you're Six. fine. Take your time. Uh, you got time. There's a time for everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a time to pause and look up scriptures. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, chapter 6, verse 7 of Romans, uh, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Because I was, I was confused in Ecclesiastes, where right before the one that we're, the, the verse that we're talking about, it says something like, uh, I've seen the dead, like the dead are more happy than the living. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what is that? Like, that's weird. <laughs> like, they're not anything, if, you know, in, in a certain sense. Um, but, uh, uh, but in the sense of he who is who has died is set free from his sin, that's what also made me make the connection to the whole like uh, silly sort of ignorance is bliss saying that um, to the degree that you're <laughs> woke in the real like uh, wisdom sense of the word, like awake to the suffering around you, the suffering of your own experience. Um, you're going to you're going to suffer for it, right? But to the degree that you're ignorant of it or to it, you're not going to suffer for it. Oh, you're on mute. That's a good thought, Christian. Yeah, it's interesting. So, are are we seeing there's like some hypocrisy there in wokeism, or they would say, or I guess the woke wokeism that is anti-natalism, in a way, or I don't know that wokeism is that. It sounds like I'm saying that. I'm just saying the people that are anti-natalism, they might argue for wokeism. It's kind of like if you're if you're saying become woke, you're saying be born again in a way, uh, which involves grief and suffering. And so it's like, why? Well, if you're if you're not going to bring life life into the world, a new spark, a new light, uh, you shouldn't even do that with knowledge, because that's gonna like ignorance is bliss. If what you you know, then don't be woke either. Well, the sort of interesting about that with with what I think we normally would view as wokeness in the world today um, is it, it seems kind of evidence of a lot of the stuff being flipped upside down, you know, like good being called evil and whatnot, where like what's being called wokeness right now is an attempt to sort of superficially re-enter re -enter the Garden of Eden, like before the knowledge of good and evil. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, like, this idea of sort of not exactly radical tolerance because it's, it's it's really not, but like the idea that that uh, such thing as man and woman, right? Like this idea that it's almost like it's almost like a uh, in a sense 
it's trying to reblind us to the knowledge of good and evil that we've inherited. That's what I feel like wokeness is trying to manufacture. Like it's trying to 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 do that in man's own strength, right? Um, in a it's really weird way. Because it does it without wisdom, right? Is that because to me it seems like you just end up with a dead thing? I think because you end up with like a dead knowledge. Because wisdom is like the fear of God, and so in order to have knowledge that's actually living or something, or like a, a life, a life-giving knowledge, it has to like be through wisdom or something like that. Like go through the fear of God, or it has to begin there, and then something like that then yeah i don't know and then it can be born anew into like a a the the true wokeism or something the true uh whatever you call it i guess seems seems like that it's kind of what you're saying like the that we're going back to the fruit and reaching for this knowledge and then uh proclaiming we know we know we know and then it's just kind of this weird dead form of knowledge because it lacks uh it lacks life or mercy or something i don't know mitch did yeah. you go away what happened to you no yeah i'm still here i'm listening oh okay you just look like charlie brown on christmas time yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah are you naked he's my, guy. He's my number one guy charlie brown are you naked? Is that why you shoot your screen off? Oh no! I'm naked not. as a naked as a jaybird. I was gonna say you're not gonna try to get that clickbait title on this one again. It's just gonna be <laughs> pure boring Ecclesiastes four. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta well, care about Ecclesiastes. You, could, you can't just care about nudity. Have you ever while you're dri- while you've been driving? Have you ever taken your shirt off to try to stay awake? Um, not to stay awake. I mean, to freeze yourself out, like roll the windows down, not just, not just really silly temperature. We used to do the opposite, uh, where we, in the summertime, when we turn all the heat up in the car and just, usually on the way to go swimming, you know, just get really, like, <laughs> I've never done this. <laughs> I, I've never done that. That sounds awful and gross. It's perfect when you can't wait to swim, but it's like, it's just turned kind of summer, but the water's still freezing. You really yeah. Go, so crank it up so is it just um, a, a car full of sweaty no, guys my clothes are on my clothes are on and i'm going north so it's it's gonna get colder oh yeah yeah well do you want to what was the other part oh the the one part reminded me of um uh, gosh the parable jesus gives about the the guy who's building his barns like saving things up for uh for himself you know he, he it reminded all... me of that too yeah, yeah, because he doesn't like have a family or anything to leave his inheritance for. He's just like saving it for himself. And it reminds me of um, Abigail. You know the the story with David and Abigail and her husband. Is it Nabal? Yes, I know what you're talking about. But I I tell you something, man. I want to say that even if he did have family to leave it to, there wouldn't be comfort because he wouldn't know how his family would use that wealth. It's true. It's true. Good throwback. Uh, yeah, and here's the thing also. It made me think 
because it felt like he was saying, what's the point of even disciplining myself? What's the point of suffering towards an end if I'm not going to, I mean, if it's all going to be stripped away from me anyway? And so it, kind of the question is, if you think of discipline as being a good thing, or if you think of like any preparation for the future or saving as being a good thing, which I do uh, to an extent, it's, it's like, well, how much is enough? You, you can't really know when because you can't know when you're going to die. And so you want to be saving up things uh, where pots and breasts don't destroy and where thieves don't break and steal. Uh, but you also don't want to just throw your hands up on planet Earth and like, you know, quit your job and, and, and burn your money. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy to find where that line is. Yeah, it's really not because you can't even. I mean, you can't even know the. Even if you did save up, you can't know the market. Then you got inflation. You know. Yeah. You can't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it, it kind of gets that. The whole what problem. It, what it, That's. What happened? There's there's probably a lag and it's is resulting in some some interrupting. No, go ahead, Mitch. Go ahead. Um, no, no, I, I think I, I did finish that thought. I that's all. Yeah, I was just gonna say like it kind of um um makes me think of one one of my takeaways from Ecclesiastes in general is um it it feels like a sort of um, the whole meaninglessness aspect of it over time has felt like me felt to me like it's referring to, to um, living a living a life for yourself. There's there's like very few avenues living a life for yourself that will actually uh be be meaningful few if any right um like so so even in the way of like leaving stuff behind for someone else and then the 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 thought of like well how do i know how that person's even gonna um what they're gonna do with what i leave behind for them or like you know maybe my name is gonna earnish or or whatever the case is like i don't get any benefit from that but then again, my days on this earth are few, and so like even whatever I mass up now is going to be meaningless because of them. Because it's like if if my calculation of if like the why of my living is um, is uh, to the degree that the why of my living is tied to. Um, serving myself i'm ultimately like all those roads are going to lead to meaninglessness but if i have the why more so tied to um ex something external to me like whether it's other people or whatever um that's like kind of not really covered in enthusiastic because i feel like a a big uh, worship the lord your god but like um I feel like a big 
one of the main purposes of Ecclesiastes is to show like, hey, like even the most like the most wise and most, let's say, wealthy, quote unquote, successful individual human being in history um, saw no like meaningful purpose in life that ultimately served him himself right um that's kind of what that um that stuff reminds me of yeah it makes it makes having to to keep coming back to this in the format that we're doing it like a little bit at a time it's kind of redundant because it's he's driving the same message home and then he tries to it's almost like he cooks up a way to comfort himself like in spite of like the, the brevity of life and then he's like no that doesn't work either talk some stuff out of that one drive the point home again and so on yeah i hear what you're saying yeah that's what i mean when i say it feels like a wave like you're yeah, kind of riding, riding I, I this was wave in a book yeah it's that's like an ebb and flow it's like an ebb and flow of of a meaningless or something the push and pull um well, I mean, it's even a, another that's even another way to look at that like the death section of like better to have never been born or, or the dead are happier than the living this is like uh there's you know there's there's scripture in the new testament about to yourself right and um like there's a sense when you embrace like the true christ-like purpose of life it's in it, it's intrinsically to like to die to yourself for the, for the purpose of lifting others up right so in a real sense like you're 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 dead right like yeah <laughs> even in the things that you do you should be pretty much mostly dead in things that you're doing it should be most there's um and so like uh and 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 it's better if you had never gotten to the point of like living for yourself then you know what i mean so better to have never um uh like if you're able to remain childlike throughout your life, that is the ideal. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, it's it's better for you to die mm -hmm. than to remain living. Like it's better for you to die to yourself and become childlike again, and just like whatever you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really I... cold here. I don't know if you can see my breath. Oh man, do you need to go in, or are you stuck outside? Hang in there, buddy. Does uh there's a yeah I, like I kind of want to go on but part of me thinks like it, it, I don't know there's still stuff here and hanging out this with because Christian mentioned that that verse uh better for him than he never been born um I don't know if he meant to mention it but it made me think of the Judas thing you know when Jesus says that uh -huh. to Judas and then it also makes me think for some reason I wonder if there's something going on here with the flood um because it made me think of like of Adam it's like could you try to use that argument against God and say, hey, if if Adam is living in this world of suffering now, why did you even bother creating him? And then, But then God actually does uh, like destroy the world at one point and says he's sorry that he ever made man. Um, and I wonder if it's because maybe back in those days there was no comforter. Um, because it says because it says the whole world was full of violence is how it describes it like the entire world was full of violence so i wonder if there's kind of a uh throwback to that or something like that 
that was a world of oppression and they had no comforter. And so it was better that that it stopped giving birth or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yes. You would be yeah. right if you said, you would be right uh, if it's totally right that it's better for you not to exist if there is no comforter and if there is no, uh, and if you die. And it is true that it is better to not exist. If it's just depression. Yeah, uh, and it, it kind of just sin and death. Yes, it kind of makes like people's complaint about God make sense, which I don't agree with. But when they'll say something like, like if they if we're just God's playthings, you know, things like that. If He's just makes us just to squish us type things, it's like mm-hmm. it'd be better then if you did not exist. Yeah, yeah, to not exist and to. I think how people talk about the Greek gods like that, which I don't think is true. But some people will complain about the Greek gods and say that uh, in that, you know, humans were just playthings to them or something. You know, like I don't, it doesn't seem to be the case because they seem to work with the humans in those stories. But uh, and significantly better, better when you're saying that you're talking from your own vantage. Uh, would better it would be better if I had like it would be better for me. Like there might be somebody for whom it was better for that I did exist that just gets squashed. Um, but it's, it's mainly my, it's my story too. Yeah, you have that movie, man. Oh. That that line still gets me. It's my story too. Yeah. So, what do yeah, you think about yeah. the the Judas thing, though? Where Jesus actually says that it was would have been better for him if he had not been born. Does well, that that's the problem. Here? If you think of it in a very Calvinistic sense, then it's like. Yeah, it would have been better for him if he didn't exist. Um, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, is there? So, can we pause here? And I just want to know, because um, Christians' Bible said had not been born, um, and yours. You made like that my, mine says, when we talked with Cal about. Should there be a distinction? This? Yeah, should there be a uh, distinction I there? I don't though? think so. I I don't think it's a distinction worth making really i could be wrong but like i just think that's just another that's really synonymous well because to me you still exist um yeah but even if you haven't been born are getting at the same thing uh like i it, guess i think they're both saying it would be better if you never but what is yeah i guess that's why i just struggle i think it's like, just shorthand it's just more colloquial it's more I, I don't think it has that debate in mind at all uh, between if yeah, you exist before you're born, so to speak. I think it I, would think about being born as preceding, exiting the, the body at birth. Okay. That's why, that's, that's why I don't find that distinction. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's worth pursuing, but what do you think? Uh, maybe it's not. I mean, you might be right that it's not here. To me, there's a clear distinction, but I don't. But yes, I think but that's just because, because... thinking about it in terms of like, I think when it says it'd be better if I'd never been, when it, somebody says, I wish I was never born, they mean I wish I'd never existed, not I wish I had never <laughs> like come out of the birth. But I don't think that I know we talked about all this with Cal, but I don't think they make that. Like, I don't think you're making that. I don't think you even know. Like, didn't you say that we know what 
we don't know what it is to not exist. So yes. how could you actually yes, say that? Yes, I agree that, that you, can't, you can't truly desire it. But you can sort of... Uh, and I think, yeah, we went back and forth on this a lot, I remember. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There just seems to be... Because I, I guess, yeah, maybe they're... I think you're right. They're probably not trying to make a distinction here or even bring in that argument. I was just wondering if it should be... And so if, probably there, if there should if, be one. It's not even talking about it non-existence as, as we would sometimes talk about it. It's probably saying it's 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 better to not enter the world. So born maybe seems like in some ways like a better translation. It's better not to start having experiences at all than it is to have experiences that are just bad and end in death. It's yeah. better to not yeah. begin having experiences than it is to have experiences that are without a comforter or that that stop happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think it maybe if you even think of it in terms of like consciousness, right? Like it's uh it's better to have not gained like awareness like consciousness right so because that's like you know i mean i don't think solomon would be referring to well as i say not referring to like uh an infant but obviously they do they have their own simple form of suffering with their biological needs or whatever but like yeah i think um I think it's fair to to say that the existence versus being born, I think it's existence as in like conscious existence, like um, existence that you yourself are aware of. Like there has to be like an I in whatever Solomon's referring to, like, because he's saying it's like better for those or better for you or whatever, like it has to be like a, you can't suffer without being aware of the suffering, right? Because if you're not aware, then there's no there's no suffering, right? So it's like there has to be a some sort of embodiment there. So that's why I think, yeah, it's the suffering existence. the suffering kind of defines who you are too, though, right? Doesn't it help you find find yourself? Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Even if like maybe I mean I think it does, but I don't know that it has to be there. Type thing. And I'm thinking. I'm also thinking of Egypt too. When they come out of Egypt, and they they'd say to God, uh, "It would have been better for us to have stayed in Egypt. Like, why do we have to come out here and suffer in the wilderness?" I so like it's the like, notion. It's like, <clears throat> it's like what, Mitch? You're cutting out. Well, it's like not one. Wanting- around the table. Uh, Boy, that's just why, why, why did you give me this taste of freedom? I don't think, I don't, I didn't really get any of that. All I heard was, why did you give me a taste of this freedom? It, it was cutting out really bad. 
the Exodus is a good analogy. Right? I think it's good you brought it up. Yeah, it's almost like they're raising that complaint against God. Like it would have been better for us if we had just not been bored. If you would have left it, let us just sleep in peace or something. Uh, I don't yeah, know. That's like oh. that's, one of, that's like one way that I get kind of peace from from God's decision to to do the flood. Is that um, like it? If I if I stay mindful, I'm gonna have to jump off after this. But if I stay mindful of the character of God being like being love and and loving His creation, and yet coming to the decision or or, or whatever that He's going to flood the earth and that He kind of uh, almost like He He regrets right the act of of creation or whatever. It's 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 not like he regrets it for himself that it, like wasn't as good for him as he thought it was going to be. It's that like, I, I created mankind. Uh, I love them. I wanted them to have a meaningful uh, life as image bearers of me and, and loving one another and living as eventually Christ would end up living. Like he, uh, he saw that like his, his creation was just, uh, suffering and, and and that's it like they, they were just suffering like you know and uh and so it would be better like uh if they hadn't existed right but, but um anyways I, I really gotta jump off but i'm sorry oh, I totally guys. This, is, this has been fun yeah. and Mitch i'll have to jump too. on again uh in the future here we'll keep chipping away at <laughs> oh, this no. i understand no yeah i'm, I'm falling to hear them uh much i don't know what happened to him but yeah we're we're just going through piece by piece, bite by bite, trying to get through this book. So I'll invite you next time too. I mean, you're always welcome to join, but we'll we'll get through it cool. eventually. So thanks for doing this though, man. Sounds Have good, a great man. night. No problem. Get warm. All right, bye bye. Yeah.